0: Today, I want to talk about the creative process and the pitfalls that could happen if we're not careful when it comes to how we're recognizing our own achievements, movement, and progress within the process. I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer, and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter, and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. As creatives, our process is a never-ending process, and that's probably not very inspirational because it almost feels like there's no end in sight to something you've started, right? But with any creative endeavor, there's always going to be a next level, and that's the beautiful thing about art is it's not black and white. It's, it's a big, huge gray area, and then you add a bunch of colors on that gray. There's no rules when it comes to art and what you're creating, the music you're creating, the dance you're making, the art you're painting. So with that, there could be some confusion in our minds when it comes to when is this done? When is this completed? And can I ever add to it? Of course you can. You're going to be always adding and taking away from your art. And what do I mean by taking away? Because I don't have to explain what you'd be adding as you become inspired with a project. But what you'd be taking away are things that are, it's like trimming the fat from from a piece of meat. You're trimming the unnecessary parts. I'm not saying I don't like fat on my meat. I mean it's delicious, but <laughs> I digress. But you're trimming the parts that that take away from the the main message or the main thing you're supposed to, you're trying to inspire people with. And whether that be that you are adding or taking away to make the finished product complete through that, it is so crucial to do one very thing. And I want to encourage you to do that. And I'm going to show you today. So throughout your entire creative process, we oftentimes wait until the project's over to celebrate or to share it or to show our best friend or our spouse or whoever it is to to want to share what we are doing, right? We're so excited that we finish the book that we finish the painting, that we finish the choreography. And it's amazing. And that's so important to be able to celebrate those wins. But what is equally, if not more important, is celebrating throughout the process. Now, why is this important? Because when you feel good about something that you've done, it conditions your nervous system to want to look for more outcomes that will provide that good feeling. I'll give you an example. When I was in high school on the dance team, I remember we were working on a really big piece for a competition we were getting ready for. We had worked endless overtime hours to get this thing clean, to clean up this dance number. We were all working so hard and really, truly, honestly, giving our 100%. We were bringing our A game to to this number. We were trying to do the best that we could not only for ourselves and our own potential, but also for our team. So we're about two days out from leaving to go to our competition. It was going to be in California, so we all had to drive from Las Vegas to California. And for whatever reason, this was going to be one of the last times we were going to be able to rehearse it full out with a, you know the room that we needed to, in order to do it until we were back on that stage. Of course, we could practice on our own, but as a unit, this was going to be one of the last times. So instead of practicing in our rehearsal studio, we actually brought it into the assembly room. Remember assemblies? Oh my gosh, those were like the best. So we brought it into the assembly room so we could all spread out and do it like we were going to be doing it live for the competition. We got pumped up. We got each other all ready to go and so excited. We do the number. I felt like we killed it. Everybody was excited. We were high-fiving each other. We felt good about what we had just done. And then the coach, she dropped her head and she said, What are you guys doing? I just don't even know what to say to you. I don't know how you think we're going to win this. There's no way. It was rough. Wow. I mean, we were all shocked at her response because we were trying so hard and we really were bringing our all to that number. And her energy and the state that she was putting out was contagious. We all dropped our heads. We all started getting discouraged and started telling ourselves, what are we doing? We started repeating in our own heads, our own minds, what she was saying and what she was putting out there. Now, if you had to guess, would you assume that we won that competition or we lost? What do you think? Well, you probably guessed that we lost and you would be right. Now, I'm not telling the story to, to bash the coach or, hey, she should have done that and, and you know we're putting out some entitled thing that we should have won. Absolutely not. The other team was better. I, I hope they would win and I don't want a participation prize for that. That's not the point of this because you either win or you learn. And in this situation, I learned. I hope my fellow dancers learned as well. And the big thing I learned from that was that I allowed the energy of another individual to dictate what my actions are going to be, which by the way, it's going to happen every single day of your life. There's always going to be someone who wants to bring you down, who wants to get in the way of your goals. And it's not always intentional. They're trying to keep you safe. I've talked about this in another episode. I don't remember which one, but I talked about how our mind wants to keep us safe and other people's minds want to keep us safe too. So they're going to give us advice based off of that notion. This coach assumed that the best way to motivate us, to get us to do our very best, was to bring us down and make us come up to that level. And I know there's people that you know support that belief. I personally don't. What I found to be most effective when it comes to goal setting, when it comes to achieving something in front of you or way, it could be way far out in front of you, but achieving that is to see that you've already done it, to see that you have won, to feel it in your nervous system with every bone in your body that you've won, that you have done this task incredibly well and you've completed it, you've succeeded and you have reached it. And if your mind hasn't already seen it to be true, it's not going to go that direction. If the mind has been told that you're going to lose, that there's no way it's going to lose, then that's the vision that you are seeing. That's the vision your mind is going to go towards. I had an episode, it's called Red Car, Red Car, Red Car, I believe. It was episode 20. I just looked that up. (laughs) And if you haven't listened, go check it out because it goes a little bit further into what I'm talking about right now. So your mind will go towards what you have already put out there. And I know that might sound woo-woo, but (laughs) it's science. It's your mind and it's how your mind works. There's countless examples of this when it comes to athletes and envisioning themselves achieving the thing that they want to complete. Maybe it's doing a home run or swimming as fast as they can. I have an example of this personally. When I was first learning how to do fire poi, it's a it's like this string with fireballs at the end <laughs> that you uh, that you spin. It, it, you've probably seen it maybe in Hawaii, like Luau's. They have like the fire poi spinners. So I was when I was first learning how to do this. Obviously, I was practicing with them not on fire. So I was learning new tricks and I was practicing. And this one trick was like really difficult, really difficult, and I was not getting it. And you have to imagine that every time you. You do something wrong with the poi, all the strings get all tied together and you have to untie them and start over, which is fine, but you, it, it adds a level of difficulty every time you want to try it over again. You can't just pick it up and do it. You got to untangle everything. No big deal, but I wasn't getting it. I was like, oh, I was so frustrated. So what I did was, and I did this accidentally and it was after, the, it was years later that I really even realized what I was doing, but in retrospect, I can remember this and it worked that night. I, you know, the, the video I was watching on how to do it, I kept watching it over and over and it wasn't clicking, right? It wasn't clicking in my body, but in my head, I started imagining myself doing that trick with my arms before I went to bed. I kept thinking about it. And when I went to sleep that night, can you imagine what I was dreaming about? (laughs) I was dreaming about doing that very move, doing that trick with the poi. I woke up. And I jumped out of bed immediately. No snooze button that day. I was so excited. I got out of bed. I ran to pick up my poi. And can you guess what happened next? I did the move. I did the trick, you guys, immediately. The first try. The first try. I did it. Okay. And I was so excited. I started jumping up and down. I was super pumped. And now what did that do? That very recognition and excitement that my body felt for achieving that thing, I was just working so hard to do, made me want to do more, made me want to learn more, made me want to press forward and keep going in the creative process. Like I said earlier, the creative process is a never ending process. And that's a beautiful thing. If you look at it that way and celebrating the victories, every step of the way, every step, maybe you're Maybe you're painting a painting and in that painting, you just did an an epic cloud. I don't know. You just drew an epic cloud or painted an epic cloud that looks different than you've ever done before. I want you to celebrate it and not just good job. No, I want your body to feel it. What does your body do when you've done something awesome? I can't tell you that. You've got to ask yourself the question, what does your body do? When you're excited about something, when you've achieved something, when you've completed something, are you smiling? Are you on your feet? What are you doing? Are you excited? I get on my feet and I do this like little thing with my hands and I get excited, you know, and I want to tell everybody, okay? And it doesn't mean you have to go like go tell a thousand people that you just drew a drew an awesome cloud, but you can share it with someone that shares that same emphasis and excitement for your growth. Now you have to be careful who you share it with because. If you don't share it with the right person, see how, had I shared that move with the coach I just talked about earlier, I probably would have left really discouraged. She's like, what's the big deal? Like, okay, keep going. Like it wasn't enough, right? And that's where I truly feel some of our beliefs when it comes to the imposter syndrome of not being good enough, I think stem from some of these circumstances because we aren't allowing ourselves to pat ourselves on the back. That's okay. It's okay to be proud and excited about something you've done. So I want to encourage you that whatever process you're in, and it could be completely uncreative related, I want you to start celebrating the steps. My cousin's writing a book right now, and she said, "I just did a, I just did a thousand words," and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" I know how much she's been working on this, how badly she wants to finish this, right? And I asked her. I said, that's awesome. What did you do to celebrate? She said, what do you mean? I'm like, celebrate your victory. That's a nec- That's a milestone that you've hit in writing your book. So celebrate it. Let your body know that you're excited and it's going to want to do more of that. It's going to want to continue writing that book. It's going to have the momentum and energy to move forward with it with larger capacity and better energy. And she said, what do, I, what do I, what do you mean? What do I do? Like, Do I just, yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually filmed a video because she lives out of town. So I was like, this is what I do. And I, I got my camera phone and I was like, I, I got, it. and I start jumping up and down. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited. I finish it. She's like, wow, that, that was, that was a little weird. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what I do. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving an example of what I do when I'm excited. So I want to encourage you to do the same. Celebrate the way you celebrate. Celebrate the way your body knows how to celebrate. And you're going to condition your body and condition your mind to move forward even more. Don't be the negative Debbie Downer coach in your head that's going to bring you down and not want to move forward with that. Whether it be a completed piece of choreography or a completed drawing or a chapter of your book you just finished a new style you've just stepped into experimenting with. Celebrate and focus on the process instead of focusing on what isn't complete and what's not done and what hasn't happened. Focus on what has and how excited you are that those milestones have been completed and you're just growing and learning along the way. Like I said earlier, you either win or you learn. So learn in every situation, otherwise you are losing. So keep learning and keep finding that next level of amazing to allow yourself to build up and reach larger milestones than you ever thought were possible. It's Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you and go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.